0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? We're back. Sorry we missed you last week, but hey, we're back. It's a wonderful Tuesday afternoon, April the 12th, 2023. Uh, It's the Believe in Commanders show. It's your man, Anthony Armstrong. Got my boy, Brian Murphy, all the way down there in ATL. He's enjoying himself. How have things been going for you? How was your Easter weekend?
1: Yeah, it was good. We had a long weekend for Easter and it was incredible. Couldn't, uh, couldn't ask for anything better. Got to spend it with family and got to watch the Masters was all I could. uh, All I could dream for. It was great. How about you?
0: Yeah, it was good. We had a little small family brunch, you know, nice, chill, low key um and then later on that we got to follow up no actually the week prior i played golf with my mom first first golf round of uh 2023 so not masters ready yet but it was good to get out there on the course
1: you're uh at one point i don't know if it still is you had a pinned tweet that said you were going to shoot under 90 still there that was january of 2022 Correct. How, where? How's that looking?
0: So I did not. I did not uh, shoot under ninety in twenty twenty two. So I was actually thinking I need to go on this tweet and say, "Hey, FYI, uh, this is still a work in progress." Okay. So, all right. Um, so I've, I promised myself I got to make sure that I uh, give myself the opportunity to go play golf a couple times a month, and that way my game can improve. Can't let my mom be the only one that's kicking ass on the golf course. So nice. I want to make sure I do my do my uh, you know, do my due diligence to make sure I'm improving out there. So, yeah. I mean, shoot, you live on a golf course, and you know, you got access to get to these things. You got to make, got to make the effort. You know what I mean? Do you, are you a golfer?
1: Not at all. Despite the uh, Tiger no. Woods golf shirt that I am wearing, I am not <laughs> a golfer. I did get to go to the practice round uh, on Tuesday last week of the Masters, so that was pretty awesome. Nice. Um, I'm, I am strictly a fan, though. You do not want to see me out there. Um, one of my good friends can vouch. I hit him with a an errant shot, it just, oh it's just as bad as it can get. You don't want me out there. That's oh with that
0: man. Okay, that is duly noted.
1: If, if uh, we'll, it's not safe, it's <laughs> just not even like it's not like a not good, it's just not safe.
0: We'll just go, we'll just keep it to top golf that way. You get yeah, exactly just hit that way. Everybody stand behind the yellow line. Exactly. Um, I tell you what um uh, that's good i was gonna see what the over under is how if i'm gonna break 90 this year i think i will um you let me know on twitter let us know on twitter if you think i'll break 90 this year and i don't know if we want to get brian on the golf course yeah, but we, we may we may we may pass on that but brian tell them about our sponsor those good folks over there at bet online the odds for me breaking 90 in 2023 are not on there uh not on there yet but yeah brian's gonna tell us about
1: bet online but you can find just about everything else. Bet online remains your number one source for NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. The MLB is back. You could have bet on the Masters last week. Uh, all kinds of stuff is on there the NFL draft, futures, all that good stuff. You'll find the latest odds, bracket, contests for when uh, playoffs start, team matchups, and game trends that bet online. Even, you know, esports. We've talked about that. Update odds for everything from live games, championships, right through to, uh, everything you can imagine, NBA finals and beyond. BetOnline is your source for all things sports this season and off season. Talking about the draft, there, there are draft props on there. So head to the yes. website today to use or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus. Scrolling along there, just use our code Believe B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. And, I've got one to start for you. We mentioned the the NFL draft, a little over under prop for you. Just popped up Ooh. there. I saw this on Bet Online. So this is straight from Bet Online. Over under four and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round, the 2023 NFL draft. I am putting triple A on the spot right at the start.
0: Well, I will say this. Four is is a definite. So this is why this is such a sneaky, I know. Uh, sneaky over under. Because the four is a definite. You got the big four: Stroud, Richardson, Levis, and uh, oh god, Bryce Young. Uh, he's probably the number one in a lot of people's yeah. boards. So those are your big four right there. After that, you got a few names that like are they going to sneak into the first round? Um, I I probably haven't seen any mock drafts where it's happened. The risk taker in me says take the over, but. The sound mind says, I'm going to stay with the under. I think it'll be a max at four. Uh, I don't really see anybody else making a big jump up unless over these last couple of weeks before the draft, somebody just, you know, uh, like the name comes to mind, Hendon Hooker. Let's say he just like wows people and they're like, you know what? We think he can be in the late 20s. Uh, let's position ourselves to get there and grab him. So uh, I'm, I'm still going to take the under, but if there is over five, over four, that would be a
1: big surprise. What about you? You think it's the over or under? I'm going over, and you you mentioned the name that I was thinking, Hendon Hooker. I think someone's going to talk themselves into that guy. And I think the extra year of control with that fifth-year option and first-round picks and all that good stuff, kind of like what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson, moving up to the yeah. end of the first round to get him. I think somebody does that with Hendon Hooker because you know he's going to be a project. He's, he's recovering from a big-time injury, but the, the talent is there. He was – hanging right there with, with some of the best in the SEC. So Henning Hooker is the reason I'm saying go over there. I like that one. Um, I think we should do maybe next week. We still have two weeks to the draft, believe it or not. I think we should do something like this with the best prop bets about the draft because there are some nice. good ones with from our friends at Online. So I thought that was a good one, a good way to, to start off the show. I liked um, it. And that kind of leads us into mock drafts. I don't know about you. I, I got to admit that I'm getting a little bit tired of the mock drafts. I think it's just because I'm ready for the draft to be here. I, I'm done with the the pro, prognosticating, the, 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 uh, the predictions, all that good stuff. I just want the real thing to be here. And it feels like these two and a half weeks are going to drag on. Um, but I thought instead of doing another mock draft to add to the millions of mock drafts out there, we could take a look at some of the ones that have been done recently and draft from those players. What do you think? Mm-hmm.
0: That sounds good to me. I was actually just about to open up a whole other tab to do my 17th mock draft. 17.0 um, to, version. Yeah, just to see, you know. I, was, I mean, Stay I'm thinking fresh. about it. I like the mock drafts. I think they're fun. The one thing I hate, though, is that um, they use these as clickbait on, like, you know, like your Google News. And they're yeah. like, oh, this proposed trade would send this big-name player to here or this trade moves – you know, the Patriots to the number one overall pick. If they, and that's like, wait, what? And you end up mm-hmm. clicking on that stuff. You're like, man, this is not, this isn't, this isn't relevant. This is somebody playing around with results, but I like this. Let's, let's take the ones that are out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and see what we got. So are we going to focus on purely commanders picks?
1: Yeah. So that's what I thought we'd do. Our friends at Hogs Havens, shout out to these guys. You mentioned it. They kind of did the hard work for us. We just get to talk about it now, but they compiled. whole bunch of uh, mock drafts for the commanders and I figured we could look at it they broke it down into defense and offense so Hmm. um, they had uh, the commanders over a a variety uh, I don't know how many mock drafts that they went through but they had nine different players that were projected to the commanders on defense and then um, I think Around that number on offense, but we'll get there in a second. So I thought we could take a look at the guys that have commonly been mocked to the commander. I think there are a lot of names that we've probably seen, depending on how many you've clicked on. And and that's the thing. I get annoyed, but I click on every single one. So maybe I'm just a sucker.
0: Uh, But anyway,
1: so we'll see out of all these names that have come up the most, which would we take if they were the guy there for the commander? So let me go through this. One of the more common ones, uh, Todd McShay uh jason reed or no uh i'm sorry Uh, jordan reed uh Mm -hmm. bucky brooks some names that we really know have said joey porter jr the cornerback from penn state would be a popular pick so a lot a lot of people have had those three cbs mock drafts had joey porter jr um so that that's a name that i think we've seen a whole lot so let me go through the rest of these yeah, me too. Let me go through the rest of these, and then we'll, we'll kind of lay it out and kind of see who we would take from here. So, Devin Witherspoon, the corner from Illinois, seeing his name a whole lot. Christian Gonzalez, Deontay Banks, all corners uh, from Oregon and Maryland. I'm scrolling along here. Cam Smith, a corner from South Carolina. Not familiar with his work, but I have seen him a couple of times. The one that, that could be intriguing, a secondary member but not a corner, Brian Branch from Alabama, the safety. yeah. Linebacker Drew Sanders from Arkansas, the edge player Nolan Smith from that vaunted defense down here uh, at UGA, Isaiah Foskey, an edge uh, player from Notre Dame. So those were the the most common names that popped up. Which Uh, one of those defensively? Yeah, those were the defensive players. Which one of those stand out to you? And if you had to pick from those, who would you take?
0: I mean, I can tell you if if you have the chance to uh get one of those top cornerbacks in Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez at 16. Uh, that that's a card that you got to have in your hand. Mm-hmm. And then you just are waiting just in case they say it that you're gonna hand it in. Because if it starts to play out that way, one, I, I'm sure Washington's phones will be busy. Um uh, if if there's one of those two players at 16, something you know must have happened off the field for them to fall that far. So if they're there, you got to jump on one of those top corners. I think that they are uh probably one of the biggest positions of need um those edge rushers that makes me start to think about how they're trying to address you know future at the position Mm -hmm. obviously with Montez and Chase and what they're trying to do there so um I hadn't really mocked that that much uh, but I I think corners got to be the way that you go um if there is a run on corners um, I would like to see if they're going to go with those edge guys. See if they can jump back, jump back a little bit. That I means somebody else has 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 you know dropped essentially uh, to our sixteen. They may be able to you know bump back a little bit and still get one of those solid players like Brian Branch could help uh, on defense. I think I'm thinking versatility wise. So yeah, uh, those aren't bad. But I, I think corner. I'm still riding with my my cornerback pick.
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm uh, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think Christian Gonzalez and Joey Porter. I've seen them anywhere from top seven to, to lasting to about where the commanders are. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'd be excited if they're available. I don't think you could go wrong with either guy. And I think I've said it before on here. I want my sauce gardener. You know what I mean? I, I want mm-hmm. my Derek Stingley Jr., you know, this young corner that can come in immediately and shut down opposing receivers because you need that, especially in the NFC East. Yeah. Uh, we know what the Eagles do. The Cowboys just went out and added a, per, uh, you know, all the guy does is get a 1,000 yards and Brandon Cooks to go yeah. with Andy Lamb. I mean, the, the the giants got better. So sign me up for a corner. I thought it was interesting. Brian branch. I think you mentioned versatility. We know how much Ron Rivera likes guys that can move around and play multiple positions. Uh, One thing that I saw and this, I don't think this has anything to do with Brian branch, but uh, Jordan Poyer, really good uh, safety for the, the bills. I didn't know that he started as a corner kind of transitioned over to safety. So it would be interesting to get a guy like Brian branch who, Maybe you could play a couple different positions for you out there, yeah. Um, but yeah, like right now I'm kind of focusing in on either corner or offensive line. Like if I had to put odds down, I feel like it would be like forty percent a corner, forty percent an offensive lineman, yeah, twenty percent something else with with yeah. those two leaning really hard.
0: Yeah, and when I think back at it, I guess when we did our our first, you know, guesses at what our first mock draft, we were—I well, was offensive line. Yeah, You yeah, we were yeah. A cornerback. And after those first few moves that they've made, you know, you know, going getting Andrew Wiley, Nick right. Gates, you know, adding a few of those pieces. Um, I, I, I feel like that was trying them trying to say, okay, we're, we're addressing the offensive line here. We don't have to go and make that move at 16. I think there's yeah. depth at that position. I mean, Paris Johnson Jr. saw a drill. He was doing a kick slide down the line and was switching which one. was so right. smooth and effortlessly. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of talent at, at that position. I think there's a lot of depth at the offensive line, um, and with – Nick Gates being able to move around, then that gives them the ability to say, "Do we want to look at tackle? Do we want to look at guard?" You know, they have a chance to pick a different player uh, because, once again, versatility. So, um, I, I would, I, I would, I would have to concede to you, Brian, and say that I think corner is now the pick. I, I don't think O is the pick unless unless Skaronski falls all the way to sixteen. If yeah. Skaronski out of Northwestern is at sixteen, um, I, I feel like all the corners have made their run. And then now you can jump up and uh, and, and get your tackle.
1: I, I agree. So let's get into the offense. So they actually had 11 offensive players over these various mock drafts that were um, projected to the commanders. We'll start with these two that I don't think are going to happen. Will Levis, mm. the quarterback. You never know. A team who has been searching for a quarterback could fall in love with one of these guys. But they also have Hendon Hooker here. So um, I don't know about that, the The two quarterbacks there. I, I feel like I'd be shocked if it was a quarterback, but never say never, I guess. And then it gets into what we were already talking about, the offensive tackles. And Darnell Wright from Tennessee, Broderick Jones from Georgia. Um, they also had Paris Johnson, Jr., and somehow in this this draft here, Peter Skoronsky does get all the way to 16. I'm with you. I'd go get that Mahler immediately. Yeah. Pick 15 would come in and I'd be standing on the, <laughs> the edge of the stage ready to turn my card in. They'd be um, like, sit
0: down. You're like, nah, I'm, no, I'm we're good. ready. I know here where I'm here. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a name that's been connected with them a whole lot, Osiris Torrance from uh, Florida. I feel like, feel like yeah. he's visited with them. There's been a lot of connection there. So wouldn't be surprised with that one. John Michael Schmitz, uh, the center from Minnesota. Great football name. And then a couple yeah, of I was tight just ends. Yeah, man. Yeah. John I was Michael Schmitz. I was like, that's a name right there. He's got the um, the bar that goes down the, the nose. The T-bar. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, maybe. I don't know. It seems like he was with And then the tight ends. This is an intriguing one. I want to know what you kind of think about tight ends or a skill position player because we got Michael Mayer from North, Notre Dame. Salton Kincaid from Utah are the two tight ends. And then someone even mocked Bijan Robinson from Texas there at 16. So more of a variety of positions on the offensive side of the ball. But let's yeah. say the commanders told you that they're going offense. That is the choice. Which of those guys are you taking?
0: May I tell you, we'll start going from the back. Bijan Robinson, absolutely explosive player, probably one of the best players in this draft um, just at any position. He's going to be lurking around there, and I I'm, I know it's going to be tempting mm-hmm. to be like, eh, maybe we do it, you know, have the stellar one-two punch thing going on. Um, but I, I don't think that that's the play. I really don't. I mean, somebody will probably be willing to call and jump up to try to grab him at sixteen, uh, but I don't think Washington needs to make that play. Um, you talked on the offensive line. We just said that. I do think that that's obviously a position of need but I don't think you have to make that move at 16. Um, I think that you can probably one, you can probably afford to get back into the mid twenties. I've been saying this all along. You can probably drop back 10 picks or so and still get your selection of one of those guys. Uh, You know, you mentioned Torrance and Johnson jr. And, you know, uh, fell out of Georgia. So those guys, I think they could be there in the mid-20s. I don't think that's yeah. a problem. Then there's still depth that you know, we talked about in, in past episodes, Steve Avila out of TCU, Cody Mouch uh, out of North Dakota State. There's going to be guys available in the second round as well. So maybe you don't jump on an offensive lineman unless you absolutely love it. Uh, I, I don't think Will Levis is going to fall there. Um, I, I feel like if he falls that far, then – I think that you're gonna have to be like, is something going on with him? Cause like I don't know if we want to take it. If if these top teams that needed needed a quarterback, yeah. uh passed on it, we maybe, maybe Washington wanna take that on, but those skill positions, those tight ends, uh, where it is a position of need, and I think everybody is already jumping in saying, Oh, well, he could be the Travis Kelsey uh, of of this team. I don't think that you go that route. It's very tempting, and if you do, it, he needs to be extremely productive. But I feel like there's too much firepower. I won't say too much. All your firepower is outside, mm-hmm. and if you be, if you're being real with it, even if the best Kansas City offense, it didn't have as deep of a receiver position as they do now. Right, Murray Kill is obviously one of the best in the league. But then outside, I mean, yeah, Miko Harbin still you know, played well. And, you know, they've never had, frankly, the way Jahan has been doing it. Terry's been doing it. I don't think they've had that three. They had a killer-ass tight end, right? But the outside wasn't so strong. So I, I wouldn't go the tight end route just because I think you already have a lot of weapons and, and you should just try to build that team around there. There's more positions of need rather than going tight end.
1: Yeah, I think I'm taking one of those offensive tackles. I think that there's like some fool's gold there. I think that those those skill position players are going to be really solid, but I just don't think that that is the smart play here. The only way I could see that happening is Ron Rivera being a little nervous with a lurking ownership change. Is he like, do I need to go get more weapons to make sure I'm scoring 35 points a game and, and, and keeping my job safe? But I don't think that that's how he operates. Like even with potentially an approve it, you know, this is it year. I don't think that's the way he does it. I think he would prefer a guy on the offensive line, something like that. And that, so I, I think that that would be the way to go. Um, but you're right. Kind of like I see all these offensive players and I think, I feel like a lot of these are um, national writers who don't really follow the team. Like they kind of see, Oh, the commanders didn't score a whole lot of points. Let's give them some more playmakers. Well, you know that could be because of the lack of quarterback continuity. You know what I mean? Like for us that like are watching week in and week out. So to me, I think kind of going back to what you said, I almost think that it by default is a is a defensive back or uh, some sort of defensive player is the way I'm leaning with that 16th pick, unless unless one of those offensive linemen that you love falls there. And so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But I feel like if I was at Bet Online. Yeah, thank you. Bet online right now. I would go and put my money down on a defensive player, specifically a cornerback. It just makes sense with like the 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 moves they've made. But don't get me wrong, if a Skaronski or or a Paris Johnson is there, sign me up for him right away.
0: Yeah. I mean when you look at the draft, I think there's you know generally you hear like once a certain position goes, people expect there to be a run on that position. I feel that, you know. I don't have the draft in front of me, but there's, these teams have so many, uh, a variety of needs. Mm-hmm. And whereas multiple teams could probably choose to pick at a position where there could be a run. Like, you know, you talk about the quarterbacks, there've been talks about Arizona getting calls about number three. And I personally feel like that's because if Anthony Richardson goes number one, then there's going to be teams clamoring to get into three to get either Bryce Young or CJ yeah. Stroud, right. you know? So, if that happens now, somebody's dropped back. How far back does Arizona want to fall uh, in order to still get a player, but they have a whole bunch of needs. So I'm sure they're willing to fall back as far as they need because they're still going to get a good selection. I mean, what if they fall back and, and they're like, Hey, we got, we can get Bijan Robinson right here. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a hell of a trade in in my opinion, because they're probably going to get some more picks. So um, the fact that there's so many moving parts and m- multiple needs around there, I don't feel like there's going to be a major run at one position. Yeah. You know, like people are going to look and say, "Eh, all the quarterbacks are gone. We don't need to make anything. You know, we don't have to reach right now to get Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. We can wait. We can go with another position, look to catch him in another round." And I, I feel like that's going to be the way it plays. But there's, there's going to be some trades. I think there'll be some
1: players that could be traded in the draft. Yeah, and we're going to get the trades in a second. But I'm with you, like. The, the draft starts and like all your projections go out the window when Arizona moves and all of a sudden, you know, whoever see, the Seahawks are sitting there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, then your projections are so they look silly because the teams have, have totally moved out. So, yeah, let's just get the draft here. But uh, I, I, I'm excited to see how it shakes out. But I agree with you. Last year felt like the start of something a little different. I think we saw uh, Hollywood Brown was traded on draft night. I think yeah. we saw A.J. Brown was traded on draft night. Kind of moving to that NF or NBA model where players were being traded for draft picks. A couple of names have come up, and you brought up a couple of names uh, that you sent me. Um, and would you would you trade for blank? And let, let, let's let's talk through some of these names that have come up. In, I feel and feel like I we need music. Your I feel like I we needed like would game
0: show. <laughs> All right, no
1: is my answer. Oh no, okay, sorry. <laughs> so you brought would up. He- I think Believe might have even tweeted this one out and kind of stirred the pot for a lot of uh not only commanders fans but teams across the league. But uh the most important position, Mac Jones was the first name I remember seeing. Uh let's be let's talk about it from the commanders perspective and maybe you know, team X perspective if you have another thought about it. But would you make a trade for Mac Jones on draft night or before or you know leading up to the new season?
0: Oh, we, uh, man. I think one thing you have to consider, whatever the compensation would be, mm-hmm. um, you know, and let's say you assume it's a first round pick, um, maybe it's not, maybe it ends up being, you know, like a two and a three or something like that. But I don't, I don't think I, mm. I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I don't think you do it as Washington. Washington, no. You do not go and make a trade for Mac Jones. Reason why, if you weren't willing to make a move for, for, for Lamar Jackson and, yeah. and you put all your chips behind Sam Howell, you sure as hell better not go get Mac Jones. No offense to Mac Jones. No shade. But you can't you can't do that again to uh, to your fan base. You're like, nope, we're not interested. That's not a guy we're interested in. But, oh, let's go get Mac Jones. The guy had a whole game where he didn't throw our pass. Mm-hmm. And that's you know obviously Mother Nature was at play there, but still you got to think that at least give a little play action and toss a little jet sweep front pass or something. He didn't throw the ball because it was so snowy in Buffalo. So
1: yeah.
0: you know I I, I I don't think you do it. I don't think yeah. you do it. Just go ahead and pass on that. Not that he's not a you know a good quarterback. Been to the Pro Bowl, but Washington don't even worry about pick, making that call.
1: Yeah, I would say no. I think his rookie season kind of is his ceiling. Like, I think he's going to throw in his best season, mid-20 touchdowns, double-digit picks, have a couple of really good games, but never really, you know, carry you. And so I don't think you need that right now. I think had they not drafted Sam Howell and not seen what he had, maybe you you make that trade and and have a guy to compete with Jacoby Brissett. But yeah, I, I would roll with Sam Howell because you kind of know what Mac Jones is and you know, it's okay. Sam, Howell could be great. I'm not saying he is, but he could be great. You don't know that because he's kind of unproven. I'd rather just try that out than go with a safe math pick. And again, no, like you said, no shade to him. It's just, it is who he is. So yeah, I would say no for, for, for that guy. Um, go ahead.
0: And a quick thought this this is off of that. just talking about with new England. Do you, do, do you think that, uh, in the next five years, are they going to make it to a Super Bowl with Mac Jones? With the, whatever that whatever happens with the team, do you see that happen? Would you, would you say yes? If that was over under
1: four, five and a half years? Nah, I I don't think so. I, I don't think Mac Jones is it. I think they'd have to make some sort of big move. Like I don't understand why they haven't traded for Lamar Jackson. Like I can say that about most teams, but uh, I just I don't. I don't think Mac Jones is anything super special. I I think that he's solid, but he's not – I don't think he's enough to take that, especially in that division with, you know, Miami on the upswing, potentially the Jets getting a, a franchise quarterback, and then the Bills and Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: That's a tough division right now. Tough division, tough division. All right, let's keep it moving. What's our next, who's our next
1: tradable player? All right, so uh, I'm going to throw a little curveball before we get to the last one that you mentioned. DeAndre Hopkins, Mm -hmm. would you trade for him? I don't know if the commanders would, but let's say you're Team X. You've got uh, a, a hole at receiver. Are you going after this guy, DeAndre Hopkins, who I didn't realize is already over 30? I uh, you know that's like kind of like the taboo magic number in the NFL. Um, but would you trade for DeAndre Hopkins?
0: You know, if if it was, um, obviously, it makes us Say if it's the right organization, right. Um, I think that you could do it um, for whatever reason. The team that comes to mind, I know people already tie them to the Giants because they they are in need of a, you know a player. Uh, At that position, Um, hell, I think he would enjoy being in New York. You know, um, big city. You know, a lot of lot of marketing going on up there. Um, It'd be a position need, but I I think that a team that could consider them is somebody who already has kind of a bona fide one, and they just need another guy that's going to be able to get it done uh, from from time to time. Like I don't know why Detroit's like hanging on my hanging mm, on my head there, right one. there or uh maybe even green bay right yeah. green bay trying to get some help for uh for jordan love out there so you know I, I think that deandre hopkins could be something that you could trade for i think he's going to bring a lot of value still going to make some catches for you um you know a few more years left in his career probably but yeah I, I would say somebody should make a trade they need to go to washington but somebody yeah,
1: like yeah. go pick him up I think what made me think of it was because I seen him connected to new England. So it got me on that train of thought where I think that would make yeah. a lot of sense. Mac Jones, who's an okay quarterback. You surround him with some spectacular weapons. Yeah. You can make something happen then. And, and yeah, they Deion, just lost Jacoby Myers. Right. Too. They exactly. Just lost
0: Jacoby Myers. And, and they that. just,
1: they brought in Juju uh, Smith Schuster. So they, they kind of have not a one, but another guy that could take some of the pressure off of Deandre yeah. Hopkins. Um, He's over. Th- I say he's over thirty. That's a, that's so rude. He's he's thirty as of last June, so he'll be thirty-one here in a couple of months. But yeah. I still think he's spectacular. I wouldn't pay top price for him. Like I'm not giving up a first or second round pick because at the end of the day, like you said, it's probably only a couple more years at that high level. Yeah. But man, yeah. he could still get up there and, and make some plays. So I'm with you. Yeah, it it'd have to make sense in the right uh, situation. Absolutely. The last one you mentioned to me that's kind of come up in the last day or so, Devin White the linebacker out of LSU been playing for the Tampa Bay Bucks doesn't seem thrilled I guess I feel like we've heard his name a couple of times like just doesn't seem overly happy in Tampa Bay but would you make a trade for Devin White
0: yes yes yeah me too <laughs> yes <laughs> without a doubt no hesitation um I I'd be texting somebody right now hey man what y'all trying to do for Devin White man like you need to have a leader at that position and I think that um, you know, not knocking the guys they already brought, but and that are already there. But I think Devin White has, has paid the dues in the league. He's talented. He's he's a uh, he, he's got speed. He can get sideline to sideline. He's played in this league, you know. And I think that that would be a great person to bring into the locker room, to bring, bring an assets onto that defense. And yeah, see what that yeah. see what that's about because you know that kind of frees up some of your you know. Uh, Thoughts on what you do during the during the draft? You know, mm-hmm. I, frankly, I'd rather take a veteran, especially at a position like you mentioned already, a position a position like linebacker, the quarterback of the defense. You yeah, you're going up against a confusing offense. I say I use air quotes like with what all of what uh, Philly does with the, the motions and the jet sweeps and the you know read options. The, you got to have somebody that can diagnose that. And, and yeah. one, Jamin Davis has done a great job uh, playing against Philly. And if you add another guy who can run. Uh, I think that's going to be helpful as well. Hopefully he can help in coverage uh, at the linebacker position. So, yes, go get Devin White, Martin
1: Mayhew. Go get Devin White. Yeah, sign me up. He's played four seasons and is still only 25 years old. So there's not, like, a <laughs> whole lot of wear and tear. Like, he's a young – he was drafted before Chase Young in the 2019 draft, which is surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sign me up for that 100%. I'm with you. The The way I look at it is, like, do I want a – What's it going to take—a second, third-round pick? Do I want an unproven offensive tackle, rookie tackle, or do I want Devin White? Well, give me Devin White. Do I want a project tight end or Devin White? Give me Devin White. Like it's just yeah. that simple. At, at that point, it's almost like Devin White is a draft pick on on draft night, you Pretty know, much. for the right kind of move. Um, which kind of? So we saw Jeffrey Okuda traded here. To Atlanta for a fifth round pick. If you remember, he was the pick right after Chase Young. So there's been a lot of conversation, you know, Chase Young picking up the fifth year option. That's kind of, I think Chase Young is better than Jeffrey Akuda. So maybe not a fifth round pick, maybe something a little bit earlier. But to me, that kind of should be a wake up call for Ron Rivera. We're talking trade, so I kind of went off on a tangent here. But yeah. to me, that should be a wake up call because that's how the league views Jeffrey Akuda who is the third overall pick has been solid, but they only got a fifth round pick for him. And it's kind of like that Devin white thing. Like, do I want chase young, a guy that could do this, do what we've seen him do, or do I want a mid round pick? That is an unknown. I want chase young, which means I'm picking up that option. I don't know if you had any thoughts about that, but I saw some connections between Okuda young trade scenarios, fifth year options. I feel like it kind of ties in here.
0: Yeah. I think that that's, um it's a good question, a good question for sure. I mean, I I've, I've seen mixed mixed reviews. Some some mops talk about how Okuda hadn't really, you know, played to the level that they're looking for, and then you look at some and they're like he's an anchor of the defense. So it, it depends on where you're where you you know getting your information from. Um, fifth round, that kind of surprised me that it was that low, but but once you get um once you get into a position where like there's rumors that they're going to let you go, the value goes way down. You know, like if somebody was shopping Okuda before and mind you, everybody sees the tape. But if somebody was shopping him before and he was putting some good stuff on tape, one, he may have gotten the option. But two would have probably been a higher value pick Um, Yeah, for a fifth round pick. I think I would have taken a flyer on Jeffrey Okuda. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think the the way that you've seen Benjamin St. Juice come along and, you know, Fuller has been able to play at a high level for his whole career. I would love to put the number three overall pick in in that room and and mentor and teach that guy uh, to to come into his own. So, um, would you do I think that his trade for Trace Young, uh, I think that's, I think it's different. Um, Because if I'm, if I'm, okay, Okuda didn't have like a major injury, right? He may have had some that. here or there, but he basically he didn't have what Chase Young had. Right. Chase Young oh, right. Yeah, had yeah, exactly. a major knee and then has to get his mentality right to come back on the field. I don't think right. Chase has even showed you enough to be like, eh, yeah, nah, we we're good. You know, he's he's Coming finally, come back along. They said he's about ready now, so I'm excited to see him go through OTAs, training camp, and get back on the football field with his mind right. So, um is it surprising to see Okuda, Okuda moved? Yeah, for a four or
1: five, yeah, um, I thought it would have been at least a four, maybe a three. And it's the same thing. The Falcons were like, "Do I want an unproven rookie cornerback, or do I want a guy that was a top five pick that has made some plays in this league?" It just felt like yeah. a no brainer. So, yeah, and they've already
0: got they've already got a uh, Mullen down there as well.
1: Yeah, and um, uh,
0: what's his name, right?
1: They got um, – well, they got A.J. Terrell and they got right. uh, Jesse Bates in, in free agency. So that's yeah. a nice little uh, trio yeah. for the secondary yeah. for sure. And
0: my, I mean, like, think about that. You've got – let's say you got one of the premier young corners in the league. Let's say he can, he can handle somebody with, by himself without needing much help. And mm-hmm. now you say – let's say you can shade Jesse Bates over the top of Okuda. Now you take a little bit of pressure off him. Yep. Um Shoot, shoot,
1: hey. All of a sudden, the Falcons here in, in the hey. A got a little something going. They got our How guys, Taylor Heineke. Hey. Uh, yeah. But so speaking of uh, quarterbacks, speaking of trades, speaking of who knows what, I left the same banner because it's the same thing. Is Aaron Rodgers holding the league hostage or what? I th- I saw a, a report that OBJ was going to visit the New York Jets. It was, it was like one night. And the next morning he was going to go to the Jets, and later that night he signed with the Ravens. Yeah, you, that has to be because of Aaron Rodgers or something, right? Like something, something's weird there. Well, uh,
0: the whole time it was he was whole OBJ was not signing until
1: the uh, Aaron Rodgers deal was done, right? You know, so it made in it, his it, position it made Good. it seem like he was going to play with Aaron Rodgers, Like that yeah. was what was going to happen. And then all yeah. of a sudden he's on the Ravens. He's
0: on the Ravens. Um, I don't know what deal was made. I, mean, I think that he did. They did talk money. Um, not necessarily with the Jets, but he was just saying some teams weren't trying to pay the value that he wanted. And he, and uh, fortunately that relationship with uh, Lamar Jackson seemed to be what helped push this thing over the edge. So the Ravens get themselves a receiver they're gonna have some help alongside mark andrews uh and then hell i think you seem like you got lamar jackson that's gonna stay I so <laughs> no I, I mean shoot i figured obj being able to say hey man go get your bag right quick and he, he, you know yeah it sucks but get your bag and you can pull a Kirk cousins next year if you need to yeah you know the, that's the guess that's gotta be the game plan now
1: yeah the biggest thing was uh to me, was that means that the, uh, the news of Lamar Jackson returning to the Ravens has got to be next because had had he signed for like one year, four or five million, I'd been like, okay, this is the best deal he could get. It just so happens it's the Ravens. Yeah, but the fact that it was like fifteen guaranteed that makes me think that they're like, hey, we're gonna throw this at you. But, but we promise our guy is coming back. We promise you're going to have a unanimous MVP throwing you the football. That like That's the only thing that makes sense to me. It's got to be. And, and on the other hand, he was like, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is doing from reports that I've seen that the Jets and Packers are not talking right now. So maybe he's like, hey, I just got to sign on the dotted line and, and deal with it.
0: Hey, I'm not mad at that. I mean, you can't sit there and wait. Um, on somebody else to go do And now if, if it seems as if, like you said, they're not talking, the two teams aren't even talking right now, phew, no, neither one of them are in any rush. Right. I mean, the draft is coming along, right? Because if there's going to be compensation involved, then, yeah, they want to make sure that those things are handled. There's a lot of scenarios to cross. I'm not mad at OBJ. No, like, no, not go, at all. Go get your bag, you know what I mean? Go out there and, and uh, show them what you can do. Shoot. I mean, Lamar. Just bet on yourself. That's what you're doing. Now. You're betting on yourself. You're going to have some success. You got a little extra help outside. Guy who can create some plays, get open for you. No problem. No problem. Next year, how at Kirk Cousins to see how to do the, you know, resign thing. You're going to get a pay raise, but eventually somebody's going to give you that bag. It's going to happen.
1: Yeah. yeah well, to me, it, along the lines of this, Aaron Rodgers, I'm done talking about it till it happens. Same thing with the sale of the commanders. I've been talking about it till it happens. It's got to happen mm-hmm. for me to want to react to it. No more speculation no more clickbait for me uh it's got to happen out there so this is a good episode not i mean a little bit of commander centric but there's a whole lot going on the nfl draft is one of the bigger events that the nfl does and it's only two weeks away so mm-hmm. i know we'll we'll see five more mock drafts we'll be up to mock draft 32.0 uh but we'll break them all down we'll have them all we're gonna try to do another episode later this week to make up for missing last week but uh it's been fun kind of talking about all these different scenarios and what's yes. gonna come up.
0: Yes, it has, and I, I kind of like the variety. I like talking about yeah, a few other teams and players, and um, mm-hmm. I I could say I'm happy that there isn't a whole lot of commanders news going on right now. I, yeah. I like that the check the the bids are in now. There now we wait, you know. So that that's good. Uh, but I do got to mention, uh, obviously, we're on all streaming platforms. You can check us out, tune in radio, Sirius XM, uh, watch stadium, and then we also bet uh, the Believe Network. They're releasing Believe TV. So uh, you're gonna be able to check. Believe we now have two 24 seven fast channels on multiple streaming platforms. Okay, so you can catch the video of this uh, this show on some of those awesome. episodes, on some of those episodes. So if you want to see a pretty much, I'll make sure I start shaving and stuff. I know when I get into the uh, get into the booth here. But uh, yes, catch us on those streaming platforms. Check us out on Believe TV. Share this stuff with your friends and family. And also hit us up on Instagram and Twitter, oh, and, and we got a TikTok too. That's we got right. A, we have a very special social media person that is uh handling the TikTok side of things and the Instagram as well. So shout out to you for Katie you know,
1: Murphy, my, my little got, sister. Yeah, Murphy. look at that. We 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 creating jobs over. Here. Yeah, that's right. It's like uh, an
0: internship, really. I guess.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll start putting out some more content, especially when you know more and more things start happening when we get back into the season. But, yeah, I'm excited about it. I love the way that uh, Believe is going. I love to be a part of it. Love chopping it up with you, A. Yes, uh, indeed. This, this feels like the quickest, like, half hour to an hour uh, every week. I always enjoy it.
0: Yes, indeed. I mean, it's been just over a year, so I don't know. I don't remember the exact date of the first episode. Happy birthday.
1: Let's just say it.
0: Happy anniversary. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, one year. I love it. It's been a lot of yeah, fun. I've absolutely fun. enjoyed it. Folks, we appreciate y'all for spending uh, spending this time with us, listening to us in the car. Maybe you're on a run, you're on a jog. Maybe you just watch us on YouTube. Thank you so much. We appreciate all of the support. Uh, give us a holler, like we said, uh, on, on social media, but also go over to BetOnline. Use our code BLEAV. Get that 50% welcome bonus. And uh, go put your over under on quarterbacks taken in the first round. I'm going to take the under. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, but, hey, do what you got to do. He's going right. to also give the thumbs up to that as well. <laughs> but folks, want to say peace out. Y'all have a good day and we'll talk to you on the next one. Be good.